Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 32 of the Interviews Podcast. As always, I'm one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, here with Johnny Paterno. We've... um, We've not gotten together with you guys since right before Onana left the club. Um, and since then, there's been a lot that's happened. Or some Interisi might argue there's not been enough that's happened. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll dive into all of it today. We've made a conscious des- decision just since there's been a lot of time since this Lukaku scandal came about. Um that everything that can be said about this has been said about it, and we won't uh, we won't dive into it um, too much. But I will say, to start this episode, is today Lautaro was interviewed, um, and he was asked about Lukaku, and he specifically said um, he specifically said that he reached out to Lukaku during that time, and that he didn't receive a response, and neither did any of his teammates, uh, and he sort of left it at that. So that's straight from Lautaro, um, basically confirming that he didn't respond Captain to anybody. Lautaro. Capitano Lautaro. Basically confirming that Big Rom didn't respond to anybody. We're not gonna we're not gonna have a, a whole big meltdown about this, but Johnny, I want to bring you in here. Um, after hearing something like that, you know, even though we don't have a striker in place today, are you uh, do you feel any type of way about Lukaku being gone? Uh, yeah, I don't care. You know, um, he's kind of just burned every bridge wherever he's gone, really. So it's like after everything you'd been through with Manu, we rescued you. You wanted to go to Chelsea. We didn't force you out. We bring you back with open arms after you do, you know, throw your little temper tantrum on the the news there, that little story. And now still... You can't be loyal. Like this team was willing, they sold their goalkeeper just to make you happy to be able to bring you back. So, I mean, in my opinion, there should be no going back to him, no trying to bring him in, nothing. Just, just move on, move on, be done with it. And um, I wish him nothing but the worst. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, he gave up his his chance at legend status and. There's really two things that stand out for me. One, you're not going to respond to your teammates. Like, you know, if you have a salary dispute or you have that you, something going on. you were just at on, his wedding. Yeah. Very like, strange to not respond to your teammates. It just, it doesn't make any sense. Um, that's one thing. And the other, that tells me that he is a, a legit snake and that I shouldn't believe any of these next things that I want to talk about. All the posts on social, like... You know, talking cryptic. Oh you're, gosh, yeah. What a child! Just say, just such a diva. It takes. Uh, there's not a, a journalist in Italy that doesn't want to hear your side of the story, but you have to mm-hmm. go on on social media like you're you're a baby, um, and we are happy to be to be done with that. On to bigger and better things. Uh, Inter currently in Japan for the start of their preseason trip. Tomorrow is the first game against Al Nasser, which just so happens to be uh, a little reunion of sorts for Brozovic and uh, the rest of the boys. 
uh, before facing PSG and Red, B- Red Bull Salzburg um, to finish up that tour in Japan. Johnny, um, a lot of interviews dropping uh, with the players and uh, with the managers um, in Japan right now. Uh, any comments on uh, any of the interviews that have been going on? I know Turam and Fratesi were, you know, were the big ones. Darmian and Di Marco talking about how, they, how they've lost a little bit of a, a veteran presence from the locker room, but that they're really excited from um, the perspective of adding some young guys. Anything that stood out to you from the recent quotes that have been coming out from uh, from the squad? Yeah, it seemed like, I mean, yeah, Darmian and Di Marco kind of echoing the same sentiments. And even Barella, I, don't, I mean, I don't think he said it in Japan, but he did say it at some point, you know, kind of the same thing where there's a lot of turnover, a lot of veteran presence that's going to be missed, leadership. Um, and I think of that mostly, you know, in the terms of like Handanovic, I, I never really considered Lukaku really a leader. Um and I think that's really what it comes down to. You know, you're you're losing guys who had a voice in the locker room, who were respected, who were who were seen as like vital vital members of the team. Whether we as fans agreed or not, that's that doesn't matter. Obviously they had impact on the locker room and you know, it's um it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, between you know, you lose a guy like Handanovic, a guy like Onana. You know, I can't believe I didn't even mention Onana there. Um <clears throat> How these guys step up in this in this opportunity? What who who really separates himself from the pack? I don't think you know you're gonna expect a guy like Bisek to do that, but maybe Turam or Fratesi have immediate impact and big impacts. And this season is is kind of a big big season for for Simone. You know, um, I don't want to put too much pressure on him. I, I think that he hasn't really got another Mercato where this ownership and management group they don't seem to really put reinvestment in the places that it should be placed and prioritize things that aren't really a necessity and just the way they move and and the players they sell and how they undervalue them I, i can't really fault him if i mean i think we still have one of the best teams top to bottom in Serie A, even with the holes that we currently have but yeah, I think um, replacing those guys both on and off the pitch is going to be going to be interesting to see for sure. Um, you know, Simone said some things that we kind of expect to hear. Um, you know, people were trying to—I re- think they were trying to read too much into his uh, his Kamada comments. I think yeah. he's just had, he had to mention him because he's in Japan. You know, like, right. uh, I don't—I don't think it was so much that he wants him. I think it's yeah. He's a Japanese player. You're in Japan. It, it's gonna come up, you know. And, that's and like he's a free. that's like Turam saying that he likes Naruto and that he, you know, he brought it yeah, up because like, he's know, in like, Japan. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't had Barella say he's a big Pokemon fan. I, you know, it's like <laughs> it's, people are trying to make a big deal about it, and they're like, "Oh, we can't afford his his pay, like what he wants and, and the bonuses and blah." I'm like, "Well, I don't think we were ever really, really interested. I haven't even heard anything." So, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I don't it's not like really um a story until we get to the start of the season or at least when the first time that we see this inter team go through adversity because I don't think that you can sleep on what 
brought Inter through their difficult period last year that ended up culminating in multiple finals and, you know, a Champions League uh, qualification was that locker room kept them together during really tough times. And you mentioned, you know, Samir Andanovic and Onana. It's even guys like D'Ambrosio, right? Like players that don't have to play all the time, but you know, and you saw the videos of him with the Curva Nord, um, you know, saying goodbye to them. I mean, this is a guy that bleeds Inter and, you know, that presence in the locker room is especially felt during difficult times. So while I think a lot of Interisti are are happy to see that we're moving towards more of a youth move, movement or not, not really a youth movement, but getting younger as a squad, which I think is a really, really good and a really, really important thing, um, you are losing... A little bit of that that veteran presence, um, throwback kind of players that you just don't see anymore. So we're not going to know until this team hits hits adversity for the first time this season how how they're going to respond. But um, some interesting comments coming from the players there. One of the other reports that's come out is that Simone Inzaghi is looking to um, potentially be offered a contract extension here in the next few days that would give him uh, an extension until 2025 with an option until 2026. Uh, looks like they're, you know, about a half mil apart in uh, in terms of the negotiations, but sounds like we could be getting a, a contract extension from Simone uh, shortly. How, how are you feeling about that going into this season after such a lackluster Serie A campaign, campaign last year? But obviously the cup merchant... Uh, <coughs> Uh, moniker he lived up to it you know when I thought about it initially when we were leading up to the the Champions League final and, and the rumors are going on that the contract was going to be done shortly after I was like you know what good lock him up before some EPL team tries to poach him or somebody else tries to lock him up then you know you hear back and forth oh it's not happening it is happening this and that and, and all these uh Everyone has their is sharing their opinions on Twitter, and and I forgot who it was now. Um, that said, you know, like let's let's wait and see, let's wait and see what he does, and maybe around Christmas you can you can decide. And to me, that's a that's a catch twenty two, because a, a part of me agrees with it. You know, it's like yeah, you know what? Let's see how the campaign starts. What if we lose four out of the first ten? Whatever, I don't know. You know, like. But also at the same time, it's like, well, what if he comes out hot and we win the first 13, 14 games or something? Yeah. You know, yeah. are you going to be then having to pay him more because the demand's going to be higher? You're up against it. He could start looking or his agent could start talking to other teams. Like, we don't want this same type of thing to happen where we lose him for not. I mean, pretty much you always lose a manager for free. There's very rarely do you get compensated for that. Um, but it's like, do you do you want to risk that? And also, do you want to lock him up? And then he he's terrible, and then you have to pay him off even more. To you know, so it's it, it's it's a tough game to play, in my opinion. You know, I know last year I was very reactional at some times where I was ready to fire him, bring in Stankovic, bring in Diago Mota, something. You know, now it's like if you fire him, who you got, who are you going to get? What, yeah, what what is available? You know, I mean, unless you're going to bring in Nagelsmann, which we all know we can't afford. There's really no one out there that I would even want to remotely touch. So it's like, you know what? Lock this guy up. We know what he does in cups. Hopefully he can win the the get us that second star, which is 
I mean, he. I love that he's come out and said that's the bare minimum that that has to be done. And I know right. a lot of Interisti, you know, agree. Um, some think it's dumb that he had to say, oh, oh, that's expected. Well, I mean, he's never come out and say that. And I don't. I can't remember, aside from Conte and and Mourinho, another manager really who's come out and said that 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 has to be the the standard. So yeah, for if if he can do that, I think it's going to be worth it. I honestly would not care if we finish third in the group i mean obviously i don't want to but like uh, i want that second star more than i want a coppa italia more than i want you know around a 16 run in the champions league like that for for us to hold it over you know milan's head to have that second star in the kit next or the following season would be massive so yeah, I'm on the same uh, I'm in the same boat with you as far as the objective is concerned. I think if you're looking at uh, why Inter might be offering this contract now instead of later in the season, there's really the first thing that comes to mind is they don't want to be put in a position like they were when they had when they wanted to, you know, pay severance to Conte. Like they paid him a lot mm-hmm. of money to leave the club. Yep. Same thing like you see with Juventus with Allegri. Like they are locked in financially to a coach and I don't think that they want to be there. So if they can get him to agree to, you know, an extension where they think he's a really talented manager that is going to continue to win win something, right? Like if we're always going to get trophies, right? If he's around or at least that's, you know, the thought because he is so so lethal in these cup competitions if we're always going to win something and if he doesn't cost us an arm and a leg like let's lock him down that's kind of how i see them thinking about it which i don't think is a bad idea because if he is um you know if, if we do fall apart and he's not the guy even at what his request is six million as opposed to the five and a half that is not a terrible sum of money to have to pay to you know, sever a contract, right? So, yeah, you know, for me, it's kind of lukewarm news because I think we've all been waiting for the transfer, the transfer uh, market for our mm-hmm. squad to really kick into gear. I th- yeah, I think they re- they leaked that out just so there's something else to distract us. That's really what One- it comes down to. 1000%. And there's also a, a bunch of different stories that we'll touch on um, today that I think are exactly that, that just leaks to try to get us to talk about something else. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's go ahead and, and jump into it. Johnny, I have a bone to pick with a lot of Interisti on, on Twitter these days. Um, I think there's been way too much negativity around our market. I completely understand that we haven't like, you know, pulled the trigger on a lot of different things, but I want to go through each of these different situations and sort of explain a little bit about why I think there's a lot of overreacting going on to the lack of stuff happening, but I don't think that a lot of Interisti are really looking at the big picture. Things are going to happen, right? We're not, we're in the preseason in Japan right now. I can assure everybody we're not going to have Sebastiano Esposito as our third or fourth striker. I can promise you we're not going to have Di Gennaro as our starting goalkeeper. Like these things are going to get figured out. They're not happening as quickly as some Interisti would want them to. Um, and we'll start there with the goalkeeper. So we are currently in Japan with Raffaele Di Gennaro as our starting goalkeeper. Onana has left the club for a sum of 55. It's, actually, it's Stankovic actually. It's Stankovic is going to be the starter? Yep. Okay. 
So the youngster, Dejan's, uh, Dejan's boy, is going to be the starter uh, for Inter during this preseason until we sign a goalkeeper. Um, I think it's going to be – I think the Somer stuff is going to get done. The reports are that it's going to be any day now um, for a fee that's going to be under that $6 million reported release clause. So I've seen you, you know – get upset on Twitter about the lack of this move coming over the line. You want to get into what's what's frustrating you, what's bothering you? Yeah, it's we got we got paid. We got paid for Onana. You should be filling holes like what happened with Inter last year, right? Promises were made to Inzaghi. He was expecting certain players to arrive. He was preparing the squad for these players to arrive and playing them in a style that would fit them to allow him to play with a higher press with with what he thought he would have with Bremer. And then nothing happens. And then we're slow out of the gate. And then we're scrambling to to change change the style, change go re- revert back. Like if you want your manager to be successful, he needs to have the players at his disposal in order to be successful. You don't have a goalkeeper to integrate, which some people will say it's not a big deal. To me, it's really not, um, only because I need you to be a shot stopper first before I need to worry about you playing with the ball at your feet. I know that's become an important thing in Inzaghi's system, but I also think that only became important because he had someone as talented as Onana. Summer, although I love him, I know he, that's not his strength. He's not terrible. He actually is decent with the, his, the ball at his feet. Um, but I think that he wants to get him in there. He wants to see how they play with him, but how the defense even reacts to having a different goalkeeper. Maybe Summer is not as vocal as Onana. Maybe Summer communicates differently. Like, you know, like you want to see how these things work, how these players mesh well together. Um, same thing could be said for a striker. You know, is it going to be Turam starting or are you bringing someone in to be the third? Are you bringing someone in to be the second? Like, maybe he wants someone with similar characteristics to Lukaku, which I think out of all the guys that were rumored to be tied to, Skamaka is probably the closest you're going to yep. find to that. And maybe he wants to see how he meshes and he could find out what's the best starting lineup. Is it, you know, am I going to go with Skamaka because he has Serie A experience and he knows how to, you know, kind of play around the league? Or am I going to want to stick with Turan because he has the pace and he brings something? To, like, you can't tinker and see what works and what doesn't work and who plays well together if you don't have them there. Yeah. And that's my frustration. Like, it, it's not because... Do I know they're going to come? Sure. I mean, but you know what? I also am afraid because you're seeing rumors of other teams like they're talking about Chesney being sold to Bayern Munich to replace Sommer. And then yeah. does that mean that Juve locks in on Trubin? Like, I don't like we don't know. Like, I mean, that's not something right. I want to miss out on either, you know, and, <clears throat> and, you know, maybe we block him off for January. But what if he wants to start now in the summer or he doesn't want yeah. to worry about, you know, waiting to to unseat Janssen like you know so many variables and stuff and last time we dragged our feet and waited for things to work out specifically Bremer Juve sold a player and they came in and scooped them up yeah yeah so it's that that's my frustration you know you have 55 million euros at your disposal I'm not saying go spend it all but if the rumors about Skamaka for 18 to 20 million are true how do you not lock that up right now summer for six that's what, 20, 26 million. And then that means you still, Samarchic, who I love, I mean, I, I still want him. He's 25. So with 26 and 25, that's 51. And you still have 4 million that you could, you know, throw to a, maybe a, a, a throwaway defender like a Toloy or something. I don't know, whatever. 
Like, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's it's super frustrating, and I feel for Inzaghi. And I'm telling you, I'm gonna be so different with my treatment of him or my reactions towards him. If we start off slow and we don't look inspiring or we don't look, you know, cohesive, I'm not gonna blame him one bit because he, again, he does not have the players. We're gonna start these games. No goalkeeper, no strikers. Like, what what do we expect him to do? Yeah. Okay. So um, you actually explained that quite uh, quite eloquently, I'll say, and that's not what I've been seeing on Twitter from people. So I understand what you're saying there. I think my so let's let's take the positions out of it for a second and let's talk just big picture market dynamics that have to happen. Right. I'm not. Like you said, with Somer coming, it could be a matter of, you know, 48 hours. It could be done tonight, whatever it is. I'm less so worried about having him for the preseason because he's a 35-year-old keeper. Like, this is a veteran. He's not going to be – nothing is going to be so new that's thrown at him that he can't handle it. Like, this is a veteran in terms of speaking with the the teammates and so forth. I don't think that there's going to be a problem. I think he's a really – like you said, like you love him. I think he's a really, really top class keeper, at least as a shot stopper. Um, at least Honestly, as a veteran. I'd, I'd put him maybe top ten in Europe. Yeah, and I'm not just saying that because he's rumored to. I've always appreciated Jan Sommer, always. So, as much would, as uh, as much as Onana was crucial for Inter in the Champions League, like Sommer was big time for. Obviously, they you know they lost in the semifinal, but he was big time uh, for Bayern in a few Champions League performances, and I think he's a really good keeper. So I'm less so concerned about um, oh we're not going to have enough time with Sommer uh, in the preseason as some people are. What I am concerned about, especially after hearing you talk through, is the it's not the six mid- midfielder spot; it is the forwards. You mentioned like, you know, Turam, is Turam going to be your striker? Is this the sort of characteristic that Inzaghi wants, right? With Turam, he, it's anytime a striker is the first time striker in Serie A, there seems to always be a little bit of adjustment time, right? And we saw what getting out slow out of the gates last year did to us. Um, this isn't like the EPL where, you know, Holland joins and he immediately scores 50 goals. Like, you know, Italy is a, a tough league for, um, especially for an attacker that's coming, you know, from the Bundesliga um, to play in. So he's going to need some time. And that's why I think all the reports are coming out that Inzaghi wanted a Serie A, ex, like a Serie A experience, um, a striker with Serie A experience is, is what I'm trying to say. Um the other piece of the the market dynamics, right? So there's making sure that Inzaghi has the players available to him in time for, you know, with enough time to work before the season starts. The other piece of it that I think is really holding things up is there are potentially three, let's call them big ticket items. Trubin does not look like he's going to come for, let's say we get shocked there to come down off the 30. He's going to take it. It, it may be a $10 million investment now, but there's going to be, you know, bonuses paid out or, or installations where he's probably going to be worth around 20 to 25. I consider that for Inter a big ticket item, 20 to 25. Skamaka, same thing, close to 20. Balogun, potentially, same, potentially 40. Stop, stop with the Balogun talk. Stop with them. But, it, but that is a target. Skamaka's twice the player and half the price. Like, uh, uh, 
But what happens if if uh, you know Korea leaves? We we potentially need two plus Samardzic is twenty five. That's like four big ticket items. That I think the reason why all of this is moving so slowly. And again, I really like the way that you explained the frustrations because that wasn't what I was seeing from Inter Twitter. I was seeing a lot of just bitching, you know, about the club, whatever. That you explained it well. I think what is holding everybody up here is a we don't know how many of these big ticket item things are these dominoes are going to fall and mm-hmm. two um the Lukaku investment that the money that was earmarked for Lukaku that was a month of the mercato that we lost okay all of these negotiations for these other players imagine if they were happening over the past 4 4 weeks we completely lost a month because we the money was set aside. The agreement with the player was already set aside. The Somer stuff is not being held up because Bayern is refusing to sell for under six. It's not being held up because we can't agree terms with Somer. It's being held up because they don't have a replacement yet. That's yeah. what's taking time. And it's the same market dynamic with Inter where we were we had already had the agreement in place. And this was completely fucked up by Lukaku you know, doing what he did and not allowing us to have a lot of time on the market. That's why we're not going to have, you know, all these players ready for for the first game of the season. Yeah, I mean, the thing that's just, a, it's just annoying, man. You know, like, if we keep dragging our feet, you know, things things are just not going to, I just feel like it's going to blow up in our face. And that that's what I'm worried about. You know, we cannot keep burning our manager by not getting the players that, that, that he wants or that could fit his system. I can guarantee you, I mean, we haven't heard it, but I can guarantee you he wants Skamaka over Balogun. It, it, yeah. Not even a question. Now, I mean, you see the rumors of, oh, we called Dybala. Of course, we as Interisti would love that. It'd be amazing. But I don't know if that that's really anything concrete. And now it's already come out that Roma is working to renegotiate his contract and change the, the release clause, which would be the smartest thing to do because if Marotta was smart, he would have just paid the $20 million already. Now, with that, though, there is a... Um, a stipulation in his contract where they could still renegotiate his contract and and to kind of keep him from leaving, but I, I would I would trigger that. It's Paulo Dybala, guys, but whatever. We see the rumors for Aldero, which nobody gets excited about. However, somebody did mention, and I don't remember if it was if it was Tony or or someone else, but they it might have been Tony, where we would get Aldero on loan. With a yep. with an option, yep. For the season, so he would back up summer, but then we would lock up Trubin in January, and since summer is only a two year deal, Trubin would just be the backup for a year, and then he takes over. To me, yeah. no brainer, no brainer. Like if that's the if that's the way you're gonna go. Now, if you're gonna pay seven million euros, which I don't think would be the case, but that's the number we've seen thrown around. I think paying that for Aldero is a massive... Like, I would rather just keep Stankovic as a second, even though I don't think he's ready for it. And I love the kid. Everything I've seen from him, it excites me. And if you, if anyone has seen him play at Volendam, I mean, that defense was atrocious. They left him on an island so much where he had to fend for himself, take on two on O's by himself, you know, come out nearly the top of the 18 to 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 bring down, you know, an angle and make it impossible for a striker to to dribble around him and stuff like 
He's got he's got tons of potential, but I I wouldn't want I'd rather loan him to whomever yeah. you know somebody um, in the Serie A that could you know I, ideally Cagliari or a, a Genoa where you know he's going to face a lot of shots and face a lot of opportunities. But yeah, yeah. All right, so the goalkeeper stuff. Let's quickly go through it. Somer, we're all in agreement. We want him. It looks like we can get him for under this six million dollar release clause. Be- uh, sorry, six million euro release clause because a it might might not exist. B Bayern is okay with they've you know Uli Honus has already said like we're okay with whatever the player wants to do, but it's being held up by them being able to secure a replacement. So. Interisti, rest assured, it's not going to cost us very much money, and we are likely to get Somer as our number one. As far as the backup is concerned, Trubin, player contract expiring in 2024. We are not paying $30 million for that. It's like anyone that thinks Inter would do that, it's a bad business, number one. We're not a Premier League club that can just throw out $30 million like it's nothing. Um, we're not going to do that. I get what you're saying, but I, I tweeted this yesterday, and I think people need to understand. Are we obviously we don't have the funds to be able to throw out 30 million euros. I get that. However, players like him, Samarcic, that are young, promising players, to me, it's worth it because if you do bring in a guy like Truman, let's say let's say for the sake of argument, we do pay the 30 million. That's a player that's going to be in your. He's twenty one. He could be there for fifteen years. Yeah, that's a, that's like a return of investment. Like it means you spent two million a year basically to bring in a guy think, of that quality. I don't think that he's not worth thirty million. I don't think I that get not spending it. Yeah, I don't think especially that on the last is, year of his contract. But like, look, but what we're getting mad, like I'm not saying you. I'm saying we as as fans are getting mad at is that they're asking for thirty million for a stud goalkeeper. We yeah. were asking for seventy million for a center back on the last year of his deal. Yeah, and we were saying, "Oh, he's worth it." He's wor-. well, Shakhtar knows he's worth it too. Yeah, so we should not be upset with them for wanting to get what they what they no, feel he's he's worth. I'm not saying you're you're getting, uh, but like I get why where where they're coming from. I get why we're trying to get him to come down on it. Listen, if you could block him, he clearly with all the flirting he does on on social yeah. media, he clearly yeah. wants to come here. Bro, I would tell him right now, here's your contract for January. I know you can't do that, but like, you know, I'm right. sure you could through intermediaries, like, yeah. you know, let him know that this is it. This is what you're going to get. Hold out till January. Don't sign with anybody else. And you're going to be the starting goalkeeper for Inter Milan in 2025. Yeah, I, that's how I want it to play out. But again, there's risk in. Like you said, like if Juventus is all of a sudden in the market for I'm a telling keeper, you, if you if need a goalkeeper, we're, we are screwed, man. Yeah, we, are, we yeah, really are. They are going to be able to offer him more money. Um, but the other thing with with Trubin, like I think they're the fact that they were able to make this fifty five million dollar fifty five million euro. I always do that um, capital gains off of Onana. They're gonna they're gonna want the same thing with Trubin. Like I just feel like they're just gonna hold out until January yeah. and do the same thing. And, and then we'll just have a year of Trubin and then we'll sell him to the EPL. You know, maybe maybe Arsenal will get rid of Ramsdale and they'll have to come buy Trubin for six. Oh my god. <laughs> a year yeah. later. I'm t- I'm honestly I'm very, very tired of Twitter. Um I'm very tired of all the 
the crap that we see out there, like people thinking Ramsdale is a better keeper than Onana. But anyway, we're not. Oh, yeah, we can't. Yeah. We're not no, going to get no, into move it. Move on. Move on. Hold on. Oh, hold me... on. Though. All right. I did. So while we're on the topic of goalkeepers, before we move on, I did just quickly write down who I would put in the top ten for Europe in no particular order, so people don't think like I'm ranking it in in. But I just wrote down Sommer because he was on the mind. Onana, Ederson, Allison, Livakovic, the goalie from Croatia, Neuer, yeah. Pickford, Magnan, Courtois, and Ter Stegen. Mats, yeah. I think that's the top 10 in Europe, in my opinion. I'm sure I left someone off that, you know, people are going to be like, what about Ramsdale or whoever, you know. No, it's not Ramsdale. Ram- Ramsdale is not in my top 10. I, and I was trying to think. I was going by league by league. I didn't put Donnarumma just because I don't think I really don't think Donnarumma is that good. No, I think I re- that, that I think that that might be that might be it. that might be it. Yeah, and I, and I would say I would I, I would probably if I actually did like a, a rank, I would probably put Summer as tenth. Like I wouldn't have him like high on the list, but like I I would say he's a top yeah. ten goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is with that list. Um, before we get back to into the crazy thing with that with that list is there's a lot of older goalkeepers that are going to fall off it pretty soon. So we're going to see guys. Yeah, I mean, like I think yeah, Neuer's going to come off. Mats. Mats is Court- going to come off. Courtois maybe is getting. Well, Sommer's going to probably not going to be you know top ten for maybe you know, this might be his last year. You know, in the top yeah. 10 for all well, even guys like Ederson and Allison that are so reliant on their athleticism, like at some point that's going to fall by the wayside. And-, yeah. and I don't think Allison's a good shot stopper to begin with. I mean, sorry, Ederson, not Allison. Ederson is not as good of a shot stopper. Like, I think Onana is a better shot stopper. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but anyway, about Aldero, I think what Interisti needs to understand is this isn't a sexy name. It's not a That's sexy name. Terrible. It's name. a low co- It's a low cost option that is going to be firmly behind. <laughs> it but listen, be, but listen. But it better be low, low cost, bro. But listen, he's going to be behind Somer. Like Somer is going to be your starting goalkeeper. And here's here's the question. And honestly, be honest with yourselves, Interisti. Would you rather have had Andanovic starting those games last year or Aldero starting those games? Aldero's 26 years old. As That's much tough, as you bro. as That's much tough. as as much as you've been watching him at Sampdoria playing with these terrible defenses whatever, he's a fine goalkeeper. He's not old. Like he's not you can't Andanovic was me, was not able let to Let me throw out, let me throw out a name for you cuz this is a guy I, I've I like, I don't think a lot of Interisti will like this name, but this is a guy that I could see being a backup and a solid one. What about uh, Montipo? Lorenzo, Lorenzo Montipo Verona, right? Yeah. Why was, why, his name was, was thrown around a lot early days yeah, of last Inter. season. Not with Inter. No, but not with Inter. Just that he was, uh, he was starting to make his mark. Um, I mean, neither of them are <laughs> get you excited. Neither of them get you excited. I think Montipo is much better than Aldero. It's not to me. It's not even a question. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot. Consigli is much better. Like Carnesecchi is much better. You like, think Consigli is better than who? Aldero? Yeah, I definitely think so. 
see, I guess he, I mean, he only does good against Inter, so I, I can't exactly, really. Exactly. It's because I've watched uh, him be world-class yeah, I mean, on more than one occasion. I, I don't know. Karnaseki, I know he wouldn't be able to afford, so I wouldn't even throw his name out there. Um, I'm talking about, like, just people, like, that in that price range. Like, like I mean, I'm not saying this is, like, the end-all, be-all of, of value, but Montipo, they value at $4 million in transfer market. Like, to me, I would much rather have him as a backup than Audero. I know it's not going to happen, but I'm just saying, like, if we had to have one of the two, that's yeah. where I would lean towards. We don't know what the figures are, but uh, there's got to be... Who's Aldero's agent? We'll get back to this, but there's got to be a reason why he's the name... He's the name that they're going for. But anyway... <laughs> I bet you Zenga's his agent because he keeps talking about him like he's some... I bet you it's second Pastor- coming, bro. Pastorello or someone. Oh, my God. Hold up. Anyway, I'll, I'll look Move that on. up. Move on. I'm going to look it up right now. <clears throat> All right. So let's uh, let's get into the other big topic. I mean, the second most important thing uh, that we have to get done this summer, and that's going to be the striker, um, the striker room, which as of right now sits as Lautaro, Turam, Correa, and Sebastiano Esposito. That's not going to be how we're going into the season. We're going to bring at least one, if not two, um, depending on what happens with Correa. If if an offer from Saudi Arabia actually comes in. They got to stop fucking teasing us with Al-Kabab is interested, Al-Shabaab, whatever the fuck is interested in Korea and still no offers. Enough of it. I, I Stop teasing us. We don't need it. Okay? So it's it's Tulio Tinti. It's uh, Bastoni's agent. Okay. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. It does. No, it does. It definitely makes sense. So... Anyway, uh, what are the names that we're being linked with? Or at least what's the scenario? So as this has unfolded since Lukaku um, became the world's biggest trader, the first few names that came out were Balogun, Taremi, and Morata. Balogun was, is um, being talked at, being talked of as being preferred by our management. Morata was preferred by Inzaghi uh, because of the the Serie A experience. I refuse to believe that. I really do. I think that they were throwing that out there in case they did, they could just blame Inzaghi and not be blame themselves. I really do. It's possible, but at the same time, if you're looking at if you're Inzaghi and you're in training and you're seeing Lautaro and Turam, you're you're likely seeing that Turam may need a little bit of of time to get going. You just want someone that can get in there and get the job done. I do believe that that Inzaghi values that AI experience. Um, so anyway, Taremi fell off the list. It looks like, you know, Milan was negotiating with him. Then two other names join, Skamaka and Beto. <laughs> there is there is no way that if we're looking at Skamaka that we should even be considering Beto. Like no no way. We're talking about Udinese's Portuguese striker. I think he's he looks like he's he's six, he's, he's a spawn. He's the birth child of Denzel Dumfries and Romelu Lukaku. Whereas he's got that bad of a touch, and I just I don't see him having any impact in in, in attack like that. I would actually choose Morata before I would choose Beto, and I can't stand Morata. Okay. You also mentioned Dybala earlier. So let's talk about it like this. Don't consider numbers. Throw numbers out the window. Strictly, strictly style of play and fit. Let's also consider Korea not leaving for Saudi Arabia. So Lautaro, Turam, 
Correa, you need a fourth striker. Not necessarily that he's going to be the fourth on the on the depth chart, just you need a fourth yeah. striker style of play. Of the names that we've discussed so far, leave Taremi out of it because it looks like the links are done. Balogun, Morata, Skamaka, Beto, Dybala. I mean, it's to me, it's Dybala. If it's a no-brainer in terms of jersey sales, marketability, production, um, it gives you a guy who can take the penalties, who's a good left-footed set piece taker. Like, I mean, not that we don't have that with with Di Marco, but in terms of free kicks, that's another weapon that you have at your disposal. I mean, you know, he already has a good relationship with Lautaro. They play together on the national team. They're friends. I mean, it's like it, to me, it's a no-brainer. Um, that's actually something that I like. I, I brought up too in 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 a in a text or a group chain is or a group text is um, him's ability to to take the penalties. With Lukaku not coming, now you have to do that. And although Hakan has been okay, you know, I mean, I I don't feel comfortable when he's up there. Same thing with Lautaro. Whenever he takes a penalty, even even against. You know, in the the preseason game just now, where we won eleven nothing or ten nothing, whatever, I, he was going up to take a penalty, and I was still nervous that he was going to miss or get it blocked. Yeah. So I would feel much better with DiBala doing that. Any of the other names you mentioned, just just on penalties alone, and I know people imagine, are going to be like, "Why?" Imagine uh, DiBala, DiMarco, and Hakan standing over a free kick just outside the the eighteen. I yeah, mean, you don't you don't know you don't know who's taking it. You don't know no. where it's going, like no. Yeah, no. That would, I mean, that would be a, that would be a sight, and especially if you get him for twenty million. I mean, which is rumored, like between, like to me, it's between him and Skamaka. That's really what it yeah. comes down to, you know. Like yeah. I, I, I was pulling for Balogun until the Skamaka rumors came out. Although, I mean, Skamaka I always favored, um, and then at that price, if that if that's truly eighteen to twenty million is what they're asking for. Buddy, I'm 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 walking that bag of cash right over to their offices in West Ham, you know, and, and just yeah, getting that I, done. It also it doesn't make sense because I'm seeing people on Inter Twitter like, oh, you why would they ever accept 20 million, you know, for uh, for Skamaka? They just paid 45. Why would they ever accept it? Because he doesn't want to be there. He's made it known that he doesn't want to be there. His teammates like have said that he doesn't fit into the system. The manager wasn't playing him. Like it's called sunk cost. You said, and he's like, also and he's also coming off of a knee a knee procedure, not a serious one. It is a meniscus, but it's still a little cause for concern. So you have to. No one's paying forty five. No yeah. one's paying forty five. No one. They're not going to make money on it because he's just not worth it. So not that he's not worth it, but like he just hasn't performed where he they can make money off the deal. So twenty million. Honestly, I'd be okay even going as high as thirty. I know that's not the number, but like to me, that's that's worth it. The only I thing think that Skamaka, is, like, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I think, you know, I think Skamaka is gonna be the guy, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll explain why. With Balogun, he's not training with the team right now. He's doing some training off the side, so he's obviously like on the market. They're soliciting the offers. It doesn't. I don't see him linked with anybody else. But I I don't think Inter is going to earmark that whole forty million that they were they were going to throw at Lukaku for Balogun. Nor do I think that they should. As as many goals as he scored last year, and as much as his potential is, he played in the second division 
uh, in England. Then he played in the French league. Like he's not. That's a lot of money to be throwing. To and be the throwing French out. league is such a joke to me. Like I don't trust any forwards from the French league. I just I I don't see him being valuable. The, the um, other reason why I think it's Skamaka too. These deals are not happening in a vacuum. They're not happening in a vacuum. If you think that you're throwing 40 at Balogun and that you're going to get yourself Samadzic and Toloi and you know anybody else you're linked with, that's not happening. That's not happening. If you go with Balogun, there's a chance that they roll with Sensi as your sixth midfielder. If you go with Skamaka, who should be cost half of what Balogun is going to cost you, then I think Samarjic is very seriously on the table, which, it, you know, from all the reports, like they're still very, very interested in him with counterparts included, Fabian potentially going the other way. They've even discussed Esposito and Sensi. I think you're going to spend, I'd rather spend my 50 million across Skamaka and Samarjic than have to do Balogun and some other name that hasn't come up you know, in the six mid the six midfielder position, the player the player wants to come back to Italy. He's made that clear. No one else is putting in offers for him. Roma can't do it because of FF, FFP. They can only offer a loan. If Inter can put eighteen nineteen million on on the table, West Ham should accept it, and we would be getting. A player who I think his ceiling is higher than Balogun. And given what we saw from him in Serie A in the past, potentially his floor is already higher than Balogun. I just think he's a better player. So I just pulled up uh, Skamaka's stats. Every season in his career, he's outscored his XG. Didn't Balogun underscore his? Yeah, by like five and a half goals. Nima calls him the Italian Ibrahimovic. He certainly looks the part. Um, when he's in form, he's really good. I don't think the Premier League was the right move for him. And Me I neither. certainly, I think I it, certainly it was just a money West, grab, in my opinion. West Ham was not the right move. For sure, move it was either. not the right move. I mean, David Boyce was the worst manager for him. Absolutely not. But Inzaghi, with a Euro coming up and with a very clear hole at Italy's number nine. Your best friend, you can hang out with him in the hot tub, just like you guys used dude, to. Dude, for real, for real. <laughs> like that's like I've, I've been saying. Like, dude, I, these guys are such good friends, and it's. Be, I'm talking about Scamacca and, and and Fratesi. They grew up in the 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 Roma system. They both went to to Sassuolo, became Serie A stars. Maybe not stars in in the European stage, but stars in the Serie A for sure. If you get them together. I mean that's huge. That's huge. and I'm not obviously I'm not the biggest Fratesi fan because I wanted some Marchich first, but I don't I don't knock him. I don't think he's a he's a bad player, and I think that if you bring a guy like Skamaka, I think that helps unlock another dimension where you know they they have the familiarity, they know how to work together, um, they can kind of you know see each other on the field movement wise and, and stuff, and I think. Skamaka will also help with Lautaro in, in ways that. Balogun just won't. No, and uh, and Balogun, like Balogun can't can't play deep. No, and and Skamaka, Skamaka yeah, Skamaka can, and 
with Kamaka, you, you're actually allowing yourself a little bit more opportunity. to. You could rotate Turam for Lautaro, Turam for Skamaka, Skamaka for Turam. Like that, those three can be rotated in and out, and it, I think it would be fine. With Balogun, you know he's the third. He's not coming in to start. Maybe he'll start against you know the the Salernitanas of, of the league and, and the Genoas and, and and you know Bari and everybody else who's just been just been uh, promoted. But you're not going to trust ba- uh, Balogun to start against AC Milan. You're not going to trust him to start in a in a Derby de Italia. So Scamaca, you, you you can sorry go. Are, no, are you saying like we have a chance to get? A cheaper player and a less risky player. Who's a but, better goal scorer? Like we we were worried about where the goal is going to come from. Skamaka is a better goal scorer. Yes, he's not like the most prolific. He's not. He hasn't done. But he also hasn't been on teams that have been able. He won't. He's never had guys like Chalanoglu, Barella, Di Marco getting the ball to him. Like, can you? And not to mention even Cuadrado. And I don't even really. I'm not even a big Cuadrado fan. But he's a much better crosser of the ball and passer than than Dumfries is. Like this guy's gonna have people just feeding him the ball. All he has to do is put it in. And and I, I listen. I'm not a big stat merchant, but if you're able to outscore your xG every year, even in a year where you, people say you had a down year, I mean it's only one goal, but he still he scored a, a goal more than he was expected to score. To me, that's a big deal, especially when you have such a limited role. I think he only played something like 450 minutes or something like actually I just had the stat the his sorry 940 minutes all season last year which you could yeah. roughly equate to maybe 10 games if he played you know a full 90 like yeah so to score 3 goals in all comps yeah and I, that, I think that's that, not that bad I think that there's a little bit of where there's smoke there's fire here um with the links to Skamaka because there there doesn't seem to be any other suitors uh, for him outside of Roma who can't afford to bring him in. Like West Ham is not opening mm-hmm. up to a loan. So if Inter is the only one that can put something up front, um, and there is a, it. I think that they will, they will do that. I'm very curious to see what happens with... Um, you know, with this third striker position, I think Beto is just a bunch of bullshit. I, I don't believe in those links. I think they're million. just Bet- Beto. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, no, yeah. If they spent thirty million on Beto. I'd, I'd probably would just watch the Saudi league. And I'm I... oh, anyway. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe those links. I I think the DiBala links are going to be much tougher. Again, like you said, like it's almost just throwing something out there to uh, to get some attention. I do think we're looking at Balogun Skamaka for that last. That last striker position, and for me, the the choice is pretty clear. Um, and maybe they've already made it, and sort of the interest in another striker is just out there, so that you know you can feign that you're going to walk away from a deal, um, you know, to sort of get the other club to agree to your terms. So we'll see how it plays out. Let me ask you this question: If they do go Balogun over Skamaka, having not Touch the field in Serie A, are you going to give him the benefit of the doubt or are you just, you know, sour on that signing from day I'm, one? I'm, I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think it would be a mistake, especially if, uh, from a financial standpoint, because you have to look at it as we're not as rich as a Chelsea, as a Liverpool, as Man U, Man City, where we can like miss on a player and then yeah. throw money at the problem. 
Like we, we just wouldn't be able to do that. Which we've done with Korea. Like you, yeah. You like can't we, we can't afford to miss on a striker. Like at least like people were trying to say to me, oh well, you know, Balogun could have you know suitor even if he doesn't pan out, he could have suitors in the EPL, and that's probably true because he is English, you know, and he has American and, and you know. From a marketing standpoint, like if you buy Skamaka and he doesn't pan out, well, then he's only going to be able to stay in the Serie A. Like no one's going to pay. I get that. I get that argument, and it does make sense. But if you if you spend twenty, let's say let's say twenty million, and he doesn't work out, you can maybe recoup ten, twelve million in the Serie A. Yeah. If you spend forty or forty five or whatever it's supposed to be, I mean, they're, they're they were saying forty million pounds, which is like fifty million euros. Yeah. Like. I don't. There's I mean, no maybe way. we can get him down. Like, I, and you miss. There's no way you swap Onana for Balogun. Like, that's way yeah, like, too it big just of a doesn't, risk. It just to me, it's too like. Do I see potential? Absolutely, I, I do see potential. I think he's a very you know pacey midfielder, and I feel like pace in the Serie A would kill. I, th- I mean, you look at what Milan's doing. They're they're purposely trying to get guys who are young, fast, who can make it difficult for defenders. Like, the, I'm actually worried about the 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 first derby because we have old slow center backs um, out, outside of Bastoni. But that's another problem for another day. If you get Skamaka, one, he's coming back off of a knee injury. So you can ease him into it. You know, you don't have to rely on him right away. You yeah. could allow Turam and, and Lautaro to build and work on their chemistry, which I think will be huge. Skamaka, I think, you know, then he can be eased back in and then he can start, you know, t- start some small games and, and then go. And I just think, the potential is is so much greater with Skamaka than than with Balogun, and I know Tony disagrees with me because he 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 has a very anti-Italian striker standpoint right now because of how poorly they're doing on the national stage. But I, I counter with this: like, why is it that they perform so poorly for the countries, but they're able to perform for their clubs? You know, so yeah, that's a good point. It's um, you know, you you can't I you could say what you want, but Raspadori scoring, Retegi scoring. You know, Skamaka, I find you could argue he hasn't, but he he hasn't really played either. You know, it's so. not he hasn't been a factor in the national team because of what's gone on with his club team this season, right? Like yeah. he's not been able because of what and, you know. And even when we been, were calling for him to start, I know I was against the against um. Oh my gosh, what is it? Who is it we lost to in the Macedonia? The Macedonia. I wanted him to start that game. He yeah, didn't. Should have. And he probably should have. Like, who knows? What well, I think we would have been better off with him, with him playing. But whatever. I I think that he's the no brainer at that price. You just have to bring him back to Serie A. You have to reunite him with his friend. I know they're prioritizing the goalkeeper. Fine, but I feel like as soon as you get that deal done, you should go right to West Ham and get that deal done too. If you can get those back to back, and even if you tell me we don't get another deal done the rest of the window, like that's it. We're closing up shop. We're done. We're gonna, we'll figure out. You know anything in January or whatnot. I'm fine with that. I, yeah. I love the I love those two signings. I mean I would love to, you know, get some archets too. Like to me that would be the dream Mercato, getting all three of them before the summer is done. Um but I mean hey, it is uh we'll see what happens. I, I just yeah I think we have to get we have to get Skamaka in. Yeah. Yeah. And then um you know, looking at the other position, you mentioned Lazar Samarjus, looking at the other positions that we need to fill, Balogun, for me, rules out Samarzic, while you may still have that possibility with Skamaka. Let me ask you this. 
knowing that we need to shell out money for a striker, whether it's huge, huge money or whether it's just a little huge money, um, what would you put the percentage at that Inter is going to sign Samadzic? In terms of you know recent reports, it's been a hot name. Like this, this story is not going away right now. So there's very clearly in- real interest. What do you think the chances are that we see him as the sixth midfielder? And are you worried about his development if he is that sixth midfielder on the depth chart? Whew, that's tough. That's tough. Um, I would probably put it at like sixty percent chance that it gets done. I, I feel like that, I mean, Alcilio loves that kid, clearly. We have Fabian, who could help lower the price. Um, different profile, of course, to, to Samarcic, but I think that he could fit their system. He is uh, a, a taller midfielder, can get into the box, can get in on the, on goals. I mean, he's still a little raw in possession, can, can turn the ball over, but I think if he you know is given consistent playing time, I think he can still develop. And become something so technical. Like I love having that kind of technique. Even if you see it, like we talked about him not getting a ton of playing time. When you see a player like him who has like the technical ability to one action, he can completely change the outcome of the of a game. Like it's very you know that feeling when you saw Gagliardini walking up to the pitch side to enter the pitch as the sub? Like you're not gonna feel that way with Lazar. Like you're you're just no. not. Even oh, if he's yeah, not no. playing a lot, he can turn a game and it's on its head in an instant. Yeah, no. Uh he and that's why I wanted him more than Fratesi, because he's such so good with the ball at his feet, able to dribble past guys, dribble through guys, dribble around guys. Like he is a player that would excite, would bring like I feel like he would have the same type of impact as Rafinha did when he would come off the bench for Inter. For that half season? Yeah, like, I mean, I, it would be so sick to get off. It, that To me, that would be all this pain and all this, like, frustration with players not coming in and, and nobody, you know, moving and, and going slow. If you get me Samar Skamaka, Samarcic, you want to call a triple S, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, bro. Like, that, that to me is... Do you remember those reports... Um that came out recently that we're looking for a physical profile for that six midfielder position. Yeah. I feel like that's smoke and mirrors. I think so too, because there's no, because you have, you have guys who are physical. If you want, like if you really wanted to not spend, you have a Agume who, I mean, most Interiste don't rate anymore, which I'm, I I don't either. Um, He didn't even come to Japan. Well, yeah, they're trying him and him and, and Radu on 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 their way out. So Radu's gone, yeah. But um, they they talked about this profile, but there's been no follow up of a name. The only names right now for that six midfielder position are Samardzic, Sensi, and Fabian. It looks like it's going to be one of those three, um, and I really hope it's Lazar. I would be mm. okay if it was if it was Sensi. Yeah, like if you, yeah, that that to me that's it. Either you you bring me Lazar and you sell Sensi, or you just you just keep Sensi. But I like I want I want all three. I don't think Fabian is the right name for the six midfielder position. Not because I don't believe in him as a talent, yeah, but because I think that you completely stunt his a development and his b value. Um, he's his value is not going to increase if he's getting five hundred minutes a season next year. Um. 
and I, I don't think his I think his development like we talk about how poorly Italy does in developing its youngsters you have a real one on your hands like he needs to play and Udinese would be a perfect side for him to be playing on yep for sure I think yeah that team is is has got some young players who can who can help with him um yeah I think that would really be good for his growth that uh, honestly like I'm I'm really looking forward to Genoa. So even if Genoa, I mean, I, I would assume Fabian's going to be a part of this. A March deal if that gets done. But if we, let's say nothing happens, I would loan him to Genoa or or Cagliari too. But I think Genoa would be the better fit for for him because there's so many young players there. But anyway, what about Lecce? He's that's another name that another club. Mm, that's been on. Mm, I don't know about you. Don't Lecce. want him to hit the gym with Basquirotto? Nah, he has to go. To, he has to go to. The, he has to go to the farm, not the, not the gym. <laughs> Is that guy? I think his. Fa- I, I, I'm pretty sure I heard his family owns some like big farm or something. Can't believe that dude got a call up to the Italian national team. I don't think Insane. he's that bad, bro. I don't think he's that. I don't bad. think. I don't, he's, I don't think he's bad, but it's it's crazy. He reminds me of Bartali a little bit. His uh, his play style. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, we've got one more position potentially two depending on what happens with Gosens here but the last position is uh right center back um I think this is the this is the position that we've been least excited to touch on because the names are just right you're almost you're almost hoping Bisek is is really impressing in the preseason and that he's good man have you have you been watching that he looked good. He looks fast, technical. My favorite thing about what I, I've seen I got, from him so yeah, far. You don't have to sign he, anybody. The the amount of times that he finds himself in the box, like he's touching the ball in the opponent's box, and that's our right center back. And uh, no they've fear. been allowing him to to roam more, and actually Bastoni's been staying back more. Which I'm like, this is. I mean, yeah. and the fact that you could you could interchange, like, oh man. <laughs> so the names that are are being thrown Bauer. out. Be second Bauer. Um, the names that are being thrown out are uh, Meri Demiral, and Rafael Toloi, and Luis Palomino. Which, what do they all have in common? They're all from Atalanta. Um, they all, you know, have Serie A experience. Um, they're likely all going to cost. Palomino is probably going to cost the least out of them, but. Um, and Toloi probably the most, but, um, the names alone tell me that this, they're not going to be relying on this guy to be the guy. I think that they're really comfortable with Darmian at that right center back position. Um, and I, frankly, I'm really comfortable with Darmian. It took a while for the team to start performing, uh, after Screenyard went down, but his performances have, have always been there. He's not been a weak link at right center back, and I'm completely okay with him being the starter moving forward. Um, and whoever you bring in, you know, if it be one of the Atalanta boys to be his backup, although I know if Toloy's in there, he's likely going to start, um, which is not excited. And Demidal, I could see him coming in, but I could see Darmian starting over him and Zagi being more comfortable, especially with how reckless Demidal is. But, you know, Toloi has the kind of experience where I can see Inzaghi giving him the uh, the starting nod. Yeah, I mean, yeah, none of those names excite me. None of those names are people I'd want to spend money on. I would much rather 
go as is with what we have in defense, uh, then 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 spend money on one of those guys because I just I don't see it being worth our time. I don't see it being a good investment. You know, I was upset about a Cherby last summer. This summer, if you bring Toloy, that to me that's he's an even worse defender than a Cherby. So I mean, so maybe yeah. he'll be a better defender. I think that. Come on, bro. Come is on. this Come so? On. Do you feel? Are you like extremely disappointed that these are the names that you're being linked to? Because absolutely. Okay, dude, it's well, not. It's not even a question. My, here's my. Um, here's my thought on it. We gotta. Uh, we gotta fill in the striker position, and that's gonna be an investment. We've got to get. We don't have to get another midfielder, but we at least have to make a two investments. No, we do. Goalkeeper. We do. We have to make another. We have to get some arches. Like I don't care. Like don't don't yeah. don't get it unless you're gonna listen. Unless you're gonna get me, Joseph Sutalo, who is rumored to be going to Fiorentina or Ajax. Oh, that's so disgusting. If he goes to Fiorentina, I'll throw up. Especially that they got. I'll throw up because or, it's gonna ruin his. It's gonna ruin his growth as a defender. Because with the way they play, he's gonna be. On an island, Milenkovic is trash. Uh, <laughs> Igor, thank goodness they got rid of him. He was another bum. Like he's he's literally going to be the only guy, and he's going to be exposed. And I'm only saying he's going to be exposed because of how bad everyone is around him, and people are going to yeah, think he's, he's, he's terrible. Also, because Italiano doesn't, there's no doesn't play defense. defensive game plan. So it's yeah, just so like this poor guy is gonna is gonna be ruined if he goes there. He's going to be on an um, island against Gavada and Leao. But now they they, yeah. they already they they sent an opening bid of twelve million. Can you imagine getting a setter back of this cat? Like literally, this guy could be Skriniar with worse passing. That I, I think he could be just as strong as a defender as Milan Skriniar was. And for twelve, they were asking for eighteen. Let's say they meet at, in the middle at fifteen. That's that's a slam dunk, and yeah. that's why I'm upset about the names like Toloi Demerol. Them, yeah, just you're, you're, he's gonna get more red cards than 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 impact on the pitch. So, but I think all of all of this is to acknowledge the fact that this is probably of the priorities that they're looking at. This is bottom of the list, right? Like you know, you exactly. Can roll, yeah, you know, you can roll with Darmian and in a pinch can Bisek do a job. You know, I think that they do believe in him, and and I could see Bisek Bisek turning out, you know, not needing a lot of time to get rolling. Um, just you know, his athleticism is off the charge, charts. But anyway, sign Somer. Work on the backup keeper in tandem with whatever you're working on with the striker. Get your six midfielder and keep it L- Lazar. Don't uh, add anyone to a list. Triple. It's just triple S, bro. You go Summer, Skamaka, Samarchich, and I am ecstatic. Let's go. Just don't Let's even go. worry about anything else. We we second star. You give me those three players. Second star comes Coppa Italia three peat, Super Coppa three peat. Everything's a three peat. We we get the fourth Champions League this year. We we win it without even having Onana. We play Man City again. Skamaka scores uh, out of the box curler, top corner. Yeah, two one win. Yeah, I can see it. It's in the stars, bro. Skamaka. It's in the stars. Interisti. Calm down, man. Calm down. Let the mercato unfold. I know we're nervous. I understand. Let it unfold. There's a lot of business left to be done. We don't have a lot of friendlies. The, you know, the, the, the season's going to start soon. I hear you. I understand you. But don't worry. The dominoes are going to start falling. 
have faith in the, the club. Don't have faith in ownership, but I'm, I'm fine if you don't have faith in ownership. Have faith in Inzaghi. We're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. Get excited, okay? The names that we're talking about, pretty decent, okay? Get excited. All right. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi.